Hi, friends. Welcome to God Stories. I am your host, Cassie, and I am so glad that you're here with me today. This is where I have on my friends, both new and old, to share their God stories. From the big, aha, miraculous, life-changing moments to the ordinary, everyday moments that are oftentimes the very extraordinary, life-changing ones. My hope is that you're encouraged. My hope is that you're sometimes challenged. My hope is that you feel welcome and enjoy today's episode. Hey guys, welcome to God Stories. Today I'm sitting down with my friend Ryan McMillan. You probably heard his wife, Jordan. She was episode number three and she uh, recommended her husband to be on to share his story, which is a big deal because I don't know it. He hasn't shared it with a lot of people, but welcome, Ryan. Hello. Would you introduce yourself? I'm Ryan McMillan, and um, I'll be 43 in a couple of weeks. I have, um, as you said, married to Jordan, and we have lovely Gabriel. He's 19 months, and got another little young one on the way. Yes, yay, I can't wait. I can't wait to find out if that's a boy or a girl. I know, that's awesome. <laughs> Jordan says that you... Um, You've already made your prediction. I have. So I'm, I'm not telling you. <laughs> um, but let's dive into your story. If you want to go ahead and tell us like where you grew up, how you came to know the Lord and everything, yeah. the mic is yours. So um, I grew up in an awesome Christian family. My parents are the most amazing people in the world. They're, they've been married over 50 years. Wow. They're um, amazing in their faith, and they brought us up in the church. I went to. I grew up in a little town called Blanco. It's um, 45 miles north of like San Antonio. Um, 1,500 people. I graduated with like 50 people. Wow. Super small, so you know everybody. So a packed church at the Church of Christ that I went to would be 110 people. Wow. That was like <laughs> overload. You yeah. Know? So um, I grew up going to church every Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night, you know, like singing night. We did it all, you know, and I really enjoyed everything like that. Um, I think I was baptized whenever I was um, like in the fourth, fifth grade or something like that, you know, and it was, uh, I remember it was such an amazing thing because, you know, like you just start changing how you live and stuff like that, like, you know. But it only lasted so long because you're a kid, kind of like, you know, and um, as everybody does, they grow up and go their different ways and do different things. I um, I went and played college baseball for a little bit at uh, Ranger Junior College and then quit school for like a girl. I wanted to come back home and be with my uh, hometown sweetheart and everything like that, kind of crazy. And then that fell apart and I moved to um, Durango, Colorado. Oh, which, wow. Um, and so, Durango? Yeah, it's amazing. So, like, if you rewind just a little bit, like, uh, I always have been, like, involved in the church and everything like that, but as, you know, get into high school and I kind of, like, started doing your own thing, you never have time for it anymore. All you're doing is sports and girls and being, you know, that kind of thing. And you, I still knew the Lord and everything like that, and it would, I would think about it time to time, but it definitely wasn't front and center by yeah. any means. And so then you fast forward to Colorado, and um, after the relationship fell apart and everything like that, I was in a, a mode of just uh, do whatever you want, self-serving, please yourself, however you're going to do it, and stuff like that, which involved everything under the sun you can think of and stuff like that. So Because of heartbreak, you think? That and just, um, you know, been in like a four-year relationship and like when you're young and stuff like that. And I was kind of like now 
you have your whole life in front of you and stuff like that. But um, I was just in a weird spot. I can't explain it except for I was I definitely was heartbroken and stuff like that. But also, oh, angry, like kind of like I'm gonna um, do whatever I want now. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so uh, that's exactly what I did. Um, I had a lot of fun. I mean, I met a ton of great people and stuff, but um, I was heavily, heavily involved in a lot of drugs and alcohol and girls, all kinds of stuff, like, on a daily basis. So um, that went on for a long, long time. You know, I lived in, like I said, there in Durango for probably like eight years. Um, I had a fencing company. I was working really hard all the time making good money and stuff like that, and then just skiing and snowboarding and partying all the time. And during that time, um, several things happened, you know, but um, I can remember some few times that were really, really memorable. memorable. Um, riding in a car with a couple of guys, and we had been up for days, like, um, no telling whatever we'd been on and stuff like that, and they were telling me that they were thinking about going to like rob this guy and then I'm in the back seat you know and I just literally start thinking like oh, where where am I at what am I doing this isn't me and this is not how I was raised and stuff and God was talking to me like telling me you know like it's not too late just just leave you know just get out of the car so I had him pull, pull over of course you get the whole you're a wussy you're you know everything else and stuff but I left I got out of the car and I walked for like five miles and stuff until I found a place to to call somebody to give me a ride and everything like that but those guys ended up um in jail needless to say um um they shot somebody and wow. stuff like that, so that was kind of crazy. So um, I'm glad they didn't kill him, obviously. But um, so I, did you quit hanging out with them? Oh, 100 percent, 100 percent. But I had like a an uh, like an an, an eye opening thing, and like I went stone cold like sober for a long time. Like I stopped hanging out with those people 100 percent, and I actually um, moved out of the house that I was living in and moved in with a friend of mine named Jason, and he like. Um, cleaned helped clean me up you know what i mean it was like he would he didn't really like he's not a um a christian or anything like that he's spiritual and stuff like that and i think he believes in god and everything like that but he was definitely had his stuff together and he cared about me and he was like i don't want to see you going down that road and stuff so living with him i cleaned myself up really really well still self-serving and partying and doing other things but i wasn't doing like methamphetamines and stuff like that i was stuck to like drinking and doing <laughs> pot I guess if that makes it any better but yeah um, I was definitely in a much better place mentally and stuff like that and so uh, I kind of um, then I got a call um, one of my really good friends um, since uh, he grew up with me in Blanco he's his name is Caleb um, we've been friends since we were five years old we're still super good friends and he was getting married and he wanted me to fly down here and be in his wedding and I did and I met his father-in-law, ex-father-in-law now, um, and we just hit it off really good, and he owns the company that I work for now. He oh, asked cool. me to come work for him, and I was like, you don't even know me, kind of like <laughs> thing. He's like, well, come fly down here, I'll stay with me a couple of weeks and see what you like, you know, and I'll make you an offer, and you can start working for me. So wow. 15 years later, I'm still at the company. Wow. Pretty crazy. Yeah. So, um... Things got better for a little while, and then it got really bad. So, um, it was good because I was working and I had a good job and everything like that, but I was running wild and drinking a lot and stuff In like Texas? That. Mm -hmm. Um, 
a lot of drinking. So I ended up getting three DWIs. Um, I have a felony DWI. So um, I never hurt anybody, thank goodness, or anything like that. Um, um, yeah, it's difficult because, I mean, I'm not like an alcoholic or anything like that. It was just I made such poor choices all the time, you know, just because... I didn't have anything to look forward to, kind of like, I think I was just like spinning my wheels and I was like, I'd kind of made up my mind, I was like, oh, I'm just going to be a bachelor forever, I'm just going to live by myself and live and do whatever I want. But it's kind of funny because I would always, 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 like in the back of my mind, or like, now I know what it was, it was, it was the Holy Spirit telling me to come back. and. The only way you're gonna do that is to, you know, you gotta you gotta look for God if you want to find Him and stuff like that. And you can't just sit there and say, "How come God's not helping me or in my life right now?" If you're not opening your eyes or looking towards Him. And so, um, fast forward a little bit, I was on on probation and everything like that. So it was they forced me to not drink and do all these things. So I was kind of forced into behaving myself so I was in a moment of real clarity and then walks in the room my wife <laughs> I get emotional whenever I talk about it just because it was a, a life-saving experience for me no joke but I'm just and now I'm have the love of my life too but um, we trained jujitsu together crazy enough we met at a gym and um, beating each other up and all that stuff sounds crazy <laughs> but um, I never talked to her or anything more than just like, you know, about jujitsu and boxing and all that stuff like that. I always thought that she was kind of like scared of me and stuff like that. She thought I was a player and a creep probably. <laughs> Later on, I found out she thought about that much. She's like, he's too good looking to be a nice guy is what she told me later, which is kind of funny. But um, she quit training there for like a year and um, she ended up seeing me at a mutual friend's party. And she basically asked me out on a date. Really? I mean, it was she That's was she was she was you. so forward. I mean, she like walked by me and massaged my arm and, and grabbed my beard. She's like, "You got so big and you like grew a beard." She's I was like, "Man, this is crazy." She never talked to me before ever, you know. <laughs> and so that fast forward, we went on one date and it was like a six hour date and we had the blast, you know. And um, just talking a lot. Just talking a hundred percent, and we literally talked about the Lord and family and everything like that and I left that place that on the very first day it was kind of crazy but I was like um I said God this is my chance I was like I felt that you know like he was he was telling me like this is your moment seize it you know I'm showing you I'm opening the door just walk in it's easy and um Jordan, one of the things that when we started dating and everything like that, she was like, if you really want to date me and stuff like that, I want you to go to church with me. And she's like, I know that, you know, that's part of your life and you, it's just not part of your life now and stuff like that. But she's like, I think we need to get you back in that right direction and stuff. And I was so willing and ready to do it because I was like, yes, this is what I've been looking for. And, um, really, really neat. Um, so, um. Yeah, I started going to church with her, and I hated Second Baptist because <laughs> I walked into this place, and it was Woodway, you know, and it was huge, and there's big screen TVs everywhere, and I've been going to church with 60 people my entire life, and now there's, like, thousands, thousands everywhere, <laughs> and I was like, how can anybody be reached with all this stuff? It's just too big and everything, but then she showed me small groups, and 
or uh, fell in love with like our Bible study classes and stuff because then it made it feel like the hometown feel and everything like that. But God was constantly, he was really working on me at the time and stuff like that. And I started reading my Bible and started thinking a lot about, you know, where I'd been and what I'd been doing and everything like that. And I was just, I don't know if you want to say I was like riding the Jordan's coattails kind of like because she was so strong in her faith and everything like that. She was just pulling me along with her. And, um, we ended up um, getting married, and we um, had to move to California for her job and stuff like that. And um, it was really cool. I was out there, and one day um, we were at, we were, it was so impossible to find a church out there. I mean, they do not want churches in in that Los Angeles. It's crazy. So we were moving around trying to find one that we liked and stuff that was Bible based and wasn't crazy and everything. And we were at church one day and stuff like that, and they had like a guest speaker, and I couldn't even remember who it was or anything like that, but they were just like, at basically the invitation, you know? And I told you I'd already been baptized when I was a kid, but something told me I wanted to do it again, and that like I wanted to rededicate my life to, to Jesus and everything like that, and I, um, I just raised my hand and said I wanted to come forward and stuff, and I rededicated my life. And we went like a couple of like a week later, and we I got baptized again in the ocean. Oh, did you? Yeah, that's incredible. And it was amazing. It was like being, you know, brand new and everything like that. Because, you know, I know I'd already done it. You don't have to do it one more, but I wanted to do it for me and like you know to show God that I was all in yeah. and everything like that. And. I can't tell you about like how many amazing things have come from just being on the right side of the Lord, you know, it's like I've everything since I went back to God has gotten better, everything. I have my family and, you know, we're blessed just over and over and over and over and over and just being faithful and stuff like that, it makes it really easy and yeah. stuff like that. And, I just feel like a completely different person because I was on a really, really low place because I didn't like myself. I didn't like a lot of different things just because there's you, you can't... Exp I mean, that's why you party and you do all that stuff because you're missing something and you're not happy with something, you know? Yeah. And I felt... Now I feel fulfilled and I don't, I don't have that empty hole anymore and stuff like that. And am I able to talk to anybody about things I I know a lot of people on little rough and stuff like that and they all see like they know what I've been through and what I've done and they see how I am now and everything like that and and it's really cool because um I feel like I can share a lot that other people can't because I've been on and you know way down in the dumps and stuff like that and show them, man you can just pull yourself out of it no problem you come out unscathed clean yeah. on the other side no matter what you've done you can always, you know, you're always redeemed and stuff like that. Yeah, so. there's always hope. So you felt like you were riding Jordan's coattail for a while. Uh, when did you feel like it became... Mine? Yeah. <laughs> um, I think, honestly, whenever I um, went down that aisle and rededicated my life and stuff like that, because I, I, I think that was part of it was me saying that to myself that, I'm only got to Jesus through Jordan. Yeah. You know, like, and that was a, a good thing and it served its purpose, but then it was like, no, it's my salvation. It's mine. It's not yeah. anybody else's or anything like that. And, and then now I'm trying to be a spiritual leader of the home. You yeah. know what I mean? So coming from, 
you know, barely making it to leading a family and stuff in Christ is a pretty big deal. Yeah. You know, it's awesome. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's incredible. I love that. I know that you uh, um, you take that seriously to lead your family well and to follow Jesus first so you can do that well. So I love hearing your story. I'm honored to hear it. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, there's a bazillion details in between there that we could go into and stuff like that. But just needless to say, it was not a pretty picture of what I was doing at all. And um, it's nice to be able to put that behind me and, and say that I'm forgiven for all that stuff. And I was telling Jordan, you know, just like even today, you know, when Jordan when we went to the to the the doctor's office and stuff like that. And we're waiting to hear the baby's heartbeat and stuff like that. And she's like, why are you always so scared? Why are you always so afraid? And I'm just like, because I have a hard time believing that God can let this good thing happen to me after all the stuff that I've done. And it's, you know, it's so hard for me to believe that, that I'm really truly forgiven for everything and that, um, through all that, he's still going to bless me with a healthy, happy baby and family and stuff. And he's proven it over and over and over, but it's, it's that's a hard thing for me to let go sometimes because I still share a lot of guilt or feel a lot of that guilt like because I want it to go away, you know. And I just want to, you know, like I know that I'm forgiven and stuff like that, but to forgive myself is that's harder sometimes. Yeah. So I feel like a lot of people feel that way. They feel like God's going to punish us if, you know, because of our sin or whatever, right. you know. And it's so cool that he doesn't. That's not how he is. And even though that we, as Christians, we know it's not true, we still t say that. You know? yeah. <laughs> like, I still yeah. am sitting there sweating, thinking, like, you know, making sure my baby's going to be okay. Yeah, and well, and there's still yeah. an enemy that wants us to feel that shame, too, you know, <laughs> exactly. and wants us to be afraid and everything. So every time, you know, God proves you wrong, do you, I'm sure you just feel, like, I don't know, reassured that... Absolutely. And then I'm a crazy guy because then I start the cycle over because then I'm like ashamed for not um, <laughs> believing in God. You know, like, why don't you put your faith in him? Beat yourself up for not having faith no. in him, you know? So it's like, give yourself a break for just yeah, a minute. Grace you know? just like, yeah, But I do have my moments where I finally just like, oh, yeah, I'm human. I'm not supposed to have this right. Yeah. You know, so. What do you, this is maybe a weird question, but it just came to my mind. What do you want your kids, what do you want Gabriel to know, like, most of all, like, when he grows up, what do you hope to teach him? Sorry if wow. that's, like, a huge question. That's a huge question. <laughs> I mean, obviously, I want him to know God and uh, Jesus above, uh, above all, yeah. you know, but um, I want him to love and, and treat people with a lot of love and compassion, because... Um, that's what I want to do and stuff like that. Um, I feel like that goes so far, you know, just loving people. Yeah. You overcome so much with that. Yeah, for sure. So good. Yeah. <laughs> well, is there anything else you want to share before I ask my last fun question? Could be anything. Um, but no pressure. <laughs> no, I, I'm just I'm really thankful for Second Baptist and um, all of our friends that we've got there you know I met you guys there yeah. and stuff like that and um, I love the other our Bible study class now and stuff like that and I'm, I'm glad to be growing with everybody yeah 
I love that Jordan just went up to you and asked you on a date because then Me that too. led to. I never knew that that led you kind of back to the Lord. In so many it, ways. Absolutely, it was. It was like I was on a teeter totter, you know, for a long time, and that was. She just like flipped the weight all the way, you know. She like made it immediate. Like there was no questions asked that that was God's plan. You know, it was very clear to me. How long after that? You might have said this until y'all got married. We dated for like a year, okay. I guess. You know. Yeah. Um, it was. Um, it was really. It was fast. We we would have waited longer, but we had to kind of like make a decision because we had to move to California oh, okay. and all this stuff like that, and we weren't going to live together until we were married and everything, yeah. you know. And you were doing it different this time. Yeah, I mean, we went to Highstead as the one that uh, married us and oh, stuff okay. like that, and you know, when we started to do our marriage counseling class, and we, you know. Start when you start dating. Obviously, sometimes you don't follow the rules that you're supposed to follow and stuff. But we abstained from everything for like eight months and everything like that, and stayed in separate places and everything like that. And um, it just made everything so awesome when we got married. Yeah, it was really phenomenal. That's awesome. Well, I am so thankful to hear your story, and you guys inspire me just how you love each other so well. Truly. So I'm glad you're my friend. I'm glad to be your friend. <laughs> um, okay, so the last question I told you I asked all of my guests at the end is yeah. if you could sit down with somebody and hear their stories, their God stories from the past or present, who would it be and why? My grandpa. So my mom's dad, um, he lived next door to us like my entire life. and um, And then after my grandmother passed away, moved in with us and stuff like that so I had my grandpa with me for a long time and he's a World War II veteran and done has done had done everything you know like and he was so calm and so smart and like he just had an answer for everything and he was just such a neat person and stuff like that and I feel like he had so much to give so much knowledge and love and stuff like that and I would just like to hear um I would just like to sit down and talk to him again and stuff yeah. like that but and I would like to hear about his how he came to know the Lord and stuff like that how long did he live with you guys for a long time I mean so like um you know like he lived next door to us from when I was like in kindergarten all the way through high school you so know cool. so whenever you come walking home from school you don't always go home you go to grandpa's because he's going to give you treats and stuff like <laughs> that um um, they took us everywhere, so we had a really close relationship with them. And then, um, so I guess they started living together, like after right after I got out of high school and stuff like okay. that. But every time you come home, he's there. And yeah, stuff, so. that's so special. And now your yeah. kids are getting to live by their grandparents. Yeah, exactly. Just so and cool. It's such a cool thing. Um, grandparents' love is like amazing. And your grandpa's in heaven now, right? Yeah, you said for sure. Said, yeah, yeah, that's awesome. So you will get to talk to him again. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, thank you, Ryan. You're very welcome. Thanks for thinking of me and letting me do this. Yes. Friends, thank you for listening today. If you enjoyed the episode, I would love if you could share it with a friend. If you could give a rating and review on Apple or wherever you listen to your podcast, that would be amazing. That way, when other friends come across it, they know to listen too. You can stay connected with me on Instagram at God Stories with Cassie. Love you guys so much. Have a great day.